0: Well, it, I think that we've landed where I, uh, I pointed us to, Viv, and so uh, let's just go ahead and, and start jamming. So welcome to the first ever episode of TGA Unofficial Live. Uh, we are your hosts. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Viv.
1: How's everybody doing? Vivica Valley, um, here in Atlanta, Georgia, originally from New York. I've been a guardian for a good bit now, and I'm excited to just... Kind of come on here when Scott and just wing it, maybe bring you guys some good interviews and hot seats.
0: Absolutely. And so I just learned that Vivica is like guardian number 10. I mean, she is so old school. That's amazing. Uh, I think I'm like, I don't know, 212, 112. I can't even remember anymore. I need to look it up for next time. But um, we just decided that we're going to start broadcasting every Tuesday at noon to the TGA unofficial uh, Facebook group. Uh, the intention is to start with interviewing some guardians. We're going to start with each other, and then uh, we're going to move into friends of the Guardian Academy, mentors of the Guardian Academy, maybe honorary guardians of the C- Guardian Academy. Who knows? Maybe we'll even have founders of the Guardian Academy here someday. Um, but uh, for for people that might not know exactly what the Guardian Academy is, uh, because since you're the, the, the old school uh, rep, representative here. Why don't you give people a, a little sense of what it's all about?
1: Um, I have a unique, I guess, maybe kind of view on how Guardian comes across. But um, for, for I guess for the gist of it, it's just a community really of, you know, business people, thought leaders, um, people that maybe want to get into business that don't know, you know, Maybe the route that they should be taking, um, who they should lean on or or, or look at for inspiration and uh, for ideas, tools, things like that. Um, I came into Guardian on the crypto side of things, but I stayed because of the business, um, the relationships, the community, stuff like that. So crypto is kind of like a bonus. Um, Guardian, to me, just helped me more in business and in life. relationships personal relationships right learning how to communicate better things like that so i'm, I'm in it for the win I'm, I'm here for the long haul um i think i've kind of eliminated you know before guardian tier and all that um did a lot of operations and stuff like that but even then i was like man this is this is helping me with with business and operations on a whole nother level so Guardian is a uh, Guardian Academy's just a a gr- good group of people that are just trying to help elevate each other in their communities I think basically for me. What do you think? I mean, you came in a little later so
0: Yeah, so I've I've been uh, in the in the academy since November of last year and I've became a guardian just a a month or two ago and what attracted me to the Guardian Academy was Exactly what you're saying. It was all about the personal development and the self-awareness and self-efficacy side of things. And you know, the I think it's my understanding is TGA has uh, evolved and iterated some over time. Um, and but at the foundation, it is you know whether you're here for uh, to up your game in the crypto space or to up your game in the entrepreneurial freelancer creative space. Uh, if you're going to improve in life and business, you have to start with fundamentals, and the fundamental that needs the most work is is the human being operating the controls of whatever they're operating. So that really, you know, as someone that's been a kind of a personal development junkie since I was very young, um, the the core content which is available for free for everyone at theguardianacademy.io. Uh, it's it it. it it really resonates, and, and it's helped me uh, quite a bit in an endeavor that uh, Vivica and I are going to talk about next. So what we're going to do in these first two episodes is I'm turning it over to Vivica. She's the host today. I'm in the hot seat. Next week, I'm the host. She's in the hot seat. We've got Jay Batka uh, coming up the week after that. And then if you're tuning in and you're a guardian or uh, a friend of a guardian um, or a honorary guardian, then we would love to have you uh, get scheduled uh, for one of these upcoming shows. So I'm in the hot seat now. If It's it all on you.
1: Well, I guess first and foremost, you know, some people are familiar with you, but for those who aren't, I guess, just kind of give us the deets, give us some, some quick details on, on who Scott is.
0: Sure. Well, the most important thing about Scott to Scott is that he is a husband, father, and now a grandfather. Uh, Things that people find interesting about me is that uh, I was a professional musician for over 25 years, also operated my own guitar studio. And I created, helped create over a thousand guitar players in this little town that I live in called Floyd, Virginia. And um, I also, uh, it, as I transitioned from professional mus- musician to uh, full-time uh, coach and chief difference maker at Creative On Purpose, which is my main brand, uh, I had a five-year run as a head coach in Seth Godin's Akimbo Workshop. So that's a little bit about me. As I already indicated, I became a, a guardian of the Guardian Academy just just a few months ago.
1: Awesome. I didn't know the guitar stuff, man. I started playing bass guitar a couple years ago, I'm not that good, but um but I love it. I love music. That's awesome. Very cool. Um I didn't know about Seth either, so that's that's awesome. So you come with you come here and bless us with some some you know good skill sets, I'm sure, and we're all gonna learn from that. Um I guess well everybody wished Scott a happy birthday. His birthday was the other day, so happy birthday. We'll acknowledge that. Um all right. Well, I guess let us know a little bit about Creative On Purpose and, and what that is and and how, you know, that's developing and all the iterations maybe that you're going to be going through over the next couple months.
0: Yeah. So Creative On Purpose is a brand that I developed uh, after I graduated from Seth Ghosn's Alt-NBA. Uh, I was in the sixth cohort, so I don't even know what they're up to now, probably 40 or something or maybe even 50 um. So I was one of the early um, adopters of the Alt MBA. I entered actually thinking I was going to take my guitar studio um, into the uh, online space and create, you know, live the dream of passive uh, income and all that. But by the time I graduated from the Alt MBA in August of 2016, I didn't even want to like didn't want to necessarily teach guitar anymore or be a musician anymore. I knew I wanted to do something else. I didn't know what that was gonna be. So Creative On Purpose for three and a half, four, even five years, didn't know what it was. It was just me blogging and broadcasting into the void and trying to figure out who I was or who I was becoming and what I was gonna do. Um, And I guess uh, in 2019, I really drilled down on uh, becoming a coach and developing my own coaching process and program and, you know, along the way, I wrote several books. I have a blog that's in excess of 500 posts now, a broadcast that's in excess of 300 episodes. Uh, I just counted, I, I've just finished writing my 10th book. Um, and it, where where i land right now is very resonant with what i think i've learned um since colliding with laurel portier and her lean on laurel program last year and the book that i've just released called the coaching business prescription which is taking uh these fundamental principles and practices that um will make any business better any business person better and helping people craft the business of their dreams by helping them get the few essential things that they need to get right or right enough, and then helping them uh, raise the floor on those elements so that they can more effortlessly close the gap between where they are and where they want to be, both in terms of um, who they're becoming as a business person, but also the difference that they make, the change that they make as a business, um, and to do that in less time with less effort. And with less risk. So the big thing for me right now is uh, the coaching business prescription just just launched uh, on my birthday uh, on, on last Sunday and um, has been uh, has been doing very well in large part because it's got a lot of support from my brothers and sisters in the Guardian Academy.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love all of that. Um, I will ask, so you mentioned a couple of things that stick out to me because I am a guardian. So when you say things like closing the gap and and stuff like that, it, it triggers, right? Um, what is, you you've, you've been a guardian, you know, for the past couple months, but you've been doing the work leading to, right? You can't just get in, you got to actually do some work. What is your, um, what's your favorite guardian principle that you've maybe applied during this process of writing this book and kind of iterating again right like what is that one kind of principle that just sticks to you or that you implement daily or whatever we're having or that you like to share sure
0: i think the one that um there's several and they're all related to the idea of um system reliability which i really initially picked up from laurel interpreting nick's approach but then uh when i got into the uh, guardian um, or Nick's stuff in the SuccessFinder app uh, it was s- something he talked about in one of the next Miss episodes and you know what system reliability is basically sharing is that um, the efficiency and effectiveness of any system is uh, is determined by um, the product of the efficiency of all its component parts so it's not an addition problem which is the way most of us treat it coaches in particular we're Notorious for, oh, my business isn't succeeding, so I have to add a YouTube strategy and an Instagram strategy, and I gotta create a, I gotta hack some funnels and build a funnel, and I've gotta create email sequences and opt ins. And so we just keep adding things. And uh, what happens is the more things you add, the more you drive down the efficiency, because each of those components is is less than 100% efficient. Probably less than 10% efficient. And if you just keep adding inefficient pieces to an already inefficient system, you're actually driving down your ability to succeed. So, Seneca's barbell was another big one for me, and that's just a way of improving. A, well, number one, I, I would say, you know, the first thing to do with the system is um, define, based on first principles reasoning, what are the things that you have to have. So for instance, with the coaching business prescription, I said, okay, I've got all this crap, you know, I got a web a logo, I got a website, I got a blog, I got an email list, I got an opt-in, uh, I've got a YouTube channel and all the socials, I've written some books, um, you know, I'm doing webinars, what, are, what do I have to have to make my business work? Well, I need an offer that is irresistible enough that it connects with an audience that is eager enough, and I have to use a 30-minute-a-day sales success strategy that puts that offer in front of that audience um, so that I can book the discovery calls that I need to get clients. I need to get three things right enough to build a thriving business. And so what I essentially did was I pruned everything else from my system that wasn't tied to those things. Um, and a lot of this I learned you know, from, from Laurel, especially around the marketing piece, which was just doing kind of over-the-shoulder case study type of content on social media and with my list, uh, just showing people out loud and in public how I do what I do and the kind of results that I was getting from my clients. And when I took that approach and, you know, sprinkled a little Laurel Portier Facebook ad magic in there, um, I was able to take a business that struggled to maintain a, like, you know, I was going to say three to five thousand dollars a month, but it was more like one to three thousand dollars a month um, situation. And in, instead, scale it up to a ten k a month, pretty consistent uh, business. And so, you know, it's a, a matter of getting the few essential things right enough, and then raising the floor on each of those components. And anytime you're going to add something, moving them all the way across that barbell so that they go from something that has potential to something that's a proven asset that is earning you money and not leaving a bunch of things stuck in the middle of that, in the middle of that barbell.
1: I love that. I love, um, it, the barbell principle is is huge and some people might not be able to wrap their minds around it. Um, we might need a handout soon <laughs> for that one, but, um, but yeah, I love that. I love the, the system reliability. I actually tried to, um, to kind of help a couple business owners. And some of them are just so stuck in their ways that they can't do without the things, even though they're not using the things, right. Or they're not as efficient as they might seem. So that's a mindset thing too. It's like, I gotta have all the things. Cause this guy's got all the things. And it's like, well, if you're not using the things or the things aren't effective, you don't really need the things. So addition by subtraction is, is usually better. Um, okay. So I love all that. What, um, there's a lot of principles obviously in, in guardian, what principles do you struggle with? Like what's, what's one where you're just like, I need to like work on this, or it's just a constant that you're just trying to kind of maybe get a little bit more routine about what, what's one of them that you kind of struggle with, or it's just kind of hard to wrap your mind around.
0: Well, I, I actually would love to just start by building on what you just shared. I mean, you know, what is, what, what is that all about when a business owner you know, is delivered some insight that just on just based on face base value is makes common sense. It's it's it makes sense because it's makes sense. It's it's true, <laughs> and yet they they still want to find the silver bullet. They're going to enroll in the, another program. They're going to listen to another guru. They're going to watch some more YouTube videos. They're going to take another workshop. Um, what's that all about? Well, part of it is we conflate knowledge with learning. Um, and that's something that, that uh, Nick and um, Dr. Todd have, have been talking about around this, like knowledge is just information, information that's not put to use is actually absolutely useless. Knowledge doesn't become learning until it comes into contact with reality. And so you have to, if, if, if you, if you attain some information that you put into the world and learn how to leverage, now you are learning something and now you, you are doing something. And you know, to your example, like when business owners will hear something that absolutely makes sense and still continue to do things the way they've always done them, you know, it sounds like they're idiots, but that, that's actually just humans acting like humans. We have, we're hardwired and, um, and just have an instinct to, to do more, to acquire more, to add more. Uh, We're we're not subtractive by nature, even though that's what will oftentimes close the gap um, and compress time in our uh, uh, attempts to get what we say that we want. I think there's also sometimes this, you know, one of the fundamental questions and Dan Nicholson talks about this quite a bit. uh, You know, one of the fundamental instincts of any human being is answering the question, am I going to be okay? Am I safe? And it's, Feel safe to do what everyone else is doing. Problem with doing what everyone else is doing is it's actually a seductive way of hiding because nobody can find you if you're just another one of those. And if you're just another one of those, anybody that's shopping for one of those is going to buy the cheapest one, not not the shiniest one, or not the <laughs> not the most articulate one. Um, so the you, you know the thing the thing is. And this is the thing to answer your question directly that I struggle with. And I think all of my clients struggle with and almost everyone I know struggles with is embracing fully your uniqueness, your edge. I call it in my work, I call it the difference only you can make. It's the intersection of your core values and guiding principles, your core talents um, as expressed through you know the skills that you've learned and and doing that with and for people who share your values and need your talents to enhance their lives. And if you can, if you can dial in that thing that you can do and the way that it's done that only you can do it. That's the difference only you can make. And if you lean all the way into that distinction and just keep leveraging um, and demonstrating your uniqueness um, and your uh, and your you know signature process, whatever it is. Then, then you put yourself in a category of one I mean I'm a, I'm a coach you can't swing uh, a stick on LinkedIn without hitting a dozen coaches and a hundred people that want to sell coaches something to help them fill their their programs um, so you know how do you how do you stand out when everyone in the world is uh, you know is a coach and you know the way that I the way that I do that, is with something that I call empathetic antagonism. You know, there's, I think, three levels of coaches. There's coaches that coach for agreement. They're nice people, um, and they want people, they want their clients to like them, and they think that if their clients like them, they'll just keep paying them to have these nice conversations. And you know some client some coaches never graduate from that they usually end up not being in business for long then there's the coaches that coach for insight and you hear a lot of gurus talk about this i don't coach for agreement i coach for insight well congratulations like that's table stakes for any kind <laughs> of coach that's that's why people hire you is they need you to help them see the thing that they can't see even if they put it in their own way to begin with but coaches that only graduate to that second level i think you know, they, they just employ the Socratic process. They just keep answering questions um, either to drive a client to what they think they need to see or in the hopes that the client will somehow reveal for themselves or at least decide that they've um, illuminated, you know, the thing that they, they need, the insight that they need to make progress. Um, the third level, which is where I try to put myself every day, every day uh, in conversations with my clients is, yes, I want, you know, I, I'm not so much concerned about whether they like me or not. We've agreed at the beginning that we're here to get a job done. And, and, and I'm going to do that in the most efficient way possible. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk, but it, it probably means you can't be nice and agreeable all the time. Um, and I do want to deliver insights, but I want to deliver insights. I'm to arrive at insights that lead to intentional action that help my clients close the gap between where they are and where they want to be in the least amount of time, with the least amount of effort, with the least amount of risk and the most amount of optionality going forward. And empathetic antagonism is a way of delivering insights, whether that's through questions or reflections that get under a client's skin and makes them do something about it. Cause if you can get under their skin and create tension, um, around, you know, the fact that now that I see the thing that I couldn't see in a way that I can't unsee, I'm on the hook to do something about it. Um, and so, you know, all that's just a little bit of a share of how I think about my unique ability um, or my idiosyncratic approach to doing what I do. And I think it's been really hard for me to embrace that. I spent a lot of my coaching career trying to coach Like uh, Michael Bungay Stane, you're trying to coach, you know, like any of the the famous coaches that you see out there. Um, And I think that's the way we all begin. I mean, there's nothing wrong with imitation at the beginning, that's how you start to learn your craft and and find your way. Uh, But at some point, if you're really going to level up and grow a prosperous business that actually creates impact, you're going to have to figure out what's the thing that you do that can only be done in the way that you do it for a specific kind of person. Um, and, and and how do you st- see step into stay in and share that power every single day? and it's harder than it sounds, but it's the only path that I've found that leads to both prosperity and equanimity, a sense of you know peace of mind as you as you're doing challenging meaningful work that actually ma- makes a difference
1: i I feel you on all of that because I'm kind of like a behind the scenes you know i I'll do stuff like this and I'll get online and you know i'll I'll do the things but um things. i'd much rather i I'd much rather not do it right um I'm an extroverted introvert you know i I'd much yeah. rather be behind the scenes, so I'm trying to get better about you know Nick says a lot to build in public and let people see the things right the behind the scenes stuff so i I love that you're kind of stepping out of your comfort zone right and And kind of leaning into your unique stuff because that's going to help you be a better coach for for your clients as well and then we can all as guardians see you in your process and maybe be like it's not so scary right Mm -hmm. so um so i appreciate that um i guess there's a couple of things that you said that that i will kind of add on to so when we were talking about knowledge um knowledge is great but if it's not applied it's useless right so you're just saying like if you're not doing anything with it it's it's kind of useless so when people Say knowledge is power and I say applied knowledge is power. If you're not doing anything with it It's it's just kind of just sitting there. So so I do appreciate that and Nick and them are, are good about kind of prefacing that Um, the unique the unique stuff though again is um, and I'll check out laurel I know she's a guardian But um everyone kind of raves about her and her process and stuff as far as marketing and, and her ad skills So I will definitely check her out um if you had to kind of lead us into like what next steps are in order to maybe work with you on a coaching level, right? Being, being that you're even aware of the different type of coaching styles and, and how you don't want to be is enlightening enough, right? Like you don't want to be that type of coach. You want, you want to be the coach that actually gets you to do the things. Um, and like you said, if you swing a stick, you're going to hit a coach, right? Everyone on, everyone's a coach. I do some coaching. Um, and I didn't even know the different types of styles of coaches, right? I'm definitely the latter, because I don't care if you like me or not. We're trying to get something done. You're going to like me just because, you know, it, it, it happens. But if if someone, if someone, you're hiring someone to do the thing, you don't necessarily have to love them, right? right. Um, some of our biggest lessons or some of my biggest lessons were from people I didn't like, you know, or people that were kind of more adversarial. Um, but some of those lessons were the best lessons in life. So... Yeah, it doesn't have to be a situation where you're always liked or polite or, or or nice or anything. It's just about getting results and and doing the right thing, right? Not just right by you, but, but by the client. Um, so what what can we do now to to kind of continue, you know, learning about Scott, working with Scott, um, you know, getting into your ecosystem, stuff like that? What would what would we have to do, or what what can you tell the folks?
0: Sure. Well, the easiest place to find me is at creativeonpurpose.com, on uh, And you can, uh, you know, there's all the usual things you can, you can grab a grab a freebie. You can subscribe to the email list. You can contact me directly. Uh, you know, the people that um, my, my approach to everything is about um, starting with who, you know, and, and, Uh, I know that someone famous, um, you know, thinks that you should start with why. And I I think, uh, you know, why your, why is very important, but, um, I, I, if you don't really know who you are, then you can't possibly, um, start to think about what your purpose in life is and and what you do and how you do it. So, uh, you know, anybody that's going to work with me is going to have to start with, um, the oldest question, uh, that, that, uh, humans have been asking, uh, since, since we've been walking uprights inscribed over the Oracle of Delphi and that is know thyself. Uh, you know, so that requires, um, to, to stop looking out the window is some of the people that you you talked about like to do, like, I'm, I'm just going to keep looking out the window at the next shiny thing I can, I can chase or the next distraction I can, um, you know, t- uh, look at to avoid looking in the mirror and, 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 you know, coming to grips with who am I really, what are my, um, actual values and guiding principles. What are my boundaries and guardrails, uh, my bumpers? What you know? What are my uh, innate talents, and and how um, are they reflected in the hard and skills I learned in school and on the job? And the soft skills I've been practicing ever since I exited the womb. Because if we can get a clearer understanding of um, you know of those things. We can start to distill down what are the what are your core strengths, which probably um, are also reflected in your core weaknesses, and how can how can we craft um, a life, a business, an offer, whatever it is that you're trying to build, a cause, um, uh, or a creation that uh, will, will give you a sense of fulfillment and flourishing as you lean into the challenging work of making change happen because you can't make change happen. You know, what, what got you where you are is not going to get you where you want to go. And so I'm a big, big fan of um, starting with that self-awareness piece and building in self-efficacy. I think you have to be receptive. You have to be able to show restraint and you have to take responsibility for your decisions and actions and and the results, you know, that, that you get. Um, If you're, ready to, to, to start there so that you can then get closer to where you want to really be in life. Um, creative, on purpose is a place to go. I'm very easy to find on social media. Um, and, uh, rumor has it that I actually just started a sub stack where I'm going to be putting out some of my best stuff.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So I guess when we're done, maybe you can post your link to your book, right? Everyone can grab a copy of that. It's not expensive guys. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, a bunch of nuggets in there that we can all benefit from. Um, I guess, are there any questions uh, that we need to address? Do you have Facebook open?
0: Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, somewhat, so I've, I've been trying to put these up here. So there's the question here. Do you dig into where they're at? I know who I am changes with life's rhythms. I'll just quickly riff on that just because it's a topic near and dear to my heart. You know, if you're, if you're a start with why fan and you do what Simon says, he says that your why is firmly fixed and established by the time you're in your early twenties, it never changes. Um, And you know, it may be that, you know, there is this like one overarching theme or silver thread to your life that is reflected, uh, in, in your purpose. But, uh, what I have found is that, um, you know, a per, a, a per, person's purpose in life changes as their roles and goals change in life. Uh, you know, if, if your purpose is to be a great parent, you know, I got bad news for you. They, they do eventually leave, sometimes um, unwillingly, but they do eventually leave. And if all of your identity and meaning in your life is invested in, in raising kids and you don't have kids around, uh, I don't know how life can go on being meaningful. So I'm a big fan of um, honoring the fact that roles and goals change, which means that identity and purpose changes along the way, iterates, improves, evolves, whatever you want to say. And I think that um, there is some truth in the idea that our becoming lies in being more of what we've always been. I think you know there are these um, kind of essential um, uh, themes, temperaments, tones in our life that that will uh, continue to be reflected. Um, but also enhanced and amplified, iterated and improved over time. So, I think it could be a both-and type of uh, situation. But to to say that um, we're all f- firmly fixed and established by the time I, I can tell you, I didn't know nothing about nothing when I was in my <laughs> early twenties, even though I thought I knew everything. So, uh, I think it's it's good to have the humility to accept that um, you know th- there might be more to us than. Um, we we might have uh, figured out by the time we're in our early 20s. So not sure who Facebook user is, but hopefully that uh, that helps a little bit. And I I love this one too, Viv. Um, you know you can be nice or uh, you can be kind, and sometimes the nicest thing and the kindest thing you can do is to, to hold up a mirror to someone else that's having a really hard time seeing um, what they don't want to see. Uh, even though it's the only way that they can get past uh, whatever's challenging or blocking them,
1: the nicest or kindest thing you could be is honest. <laughs> right? There you go. There that you is go. the nicest and kindest thing you could be is honest. And it's not what you say; it's how you say it. So, all right.
0: Okay. So, what do you think? This was uh this was this was pretty okay live unscripted. You unscripted, just kind of going
1: with the flow. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I think it was good. I think if anyone wants to step up and volunteer to be interviewed or, or, or jump in a hot seat, um, let, let Scott or I know and uh, we'll get you scheduled and, you know, looking forward to to doing more of these. I think it's, it's great to kind of let the community, you know, get an idea of who we are and what kind of things we're trying to accomplish and businesses and, you know, things, ideas, whatever, philosophies, right, principles. Some of the principles in, in Guardians here, we may have been exposed to in a different way um, and it just hits differently, right? Or, or we're receiving it at a different point of our lives, right? You're not stepping in the same river twice. So something that you hear today, you might've heard a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, but it's, it's gonna hit a little different um, or it's gonna be delivered by someone maybe, you know, that you're not used to or, or you know, exposed to. So I'm super excited to, uh, to keep these going and uh, look looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And so- if you're watching on the Guardian, uh, I'm sorry, the unofficial Guardian Facebook group, um, light us up with some comments, uh, some uh, questions, uh, your six-word updates, uh, your biggest ahas or takeaways from this conversation. Go ahead and share it if it feels like something that, that people that in your world would benefit from. And uh, next week, same bat time, same bat channel, we're going to have Vivica in the hot seat Uh, Oh, I'll be back in my comfort zone asking all the pointed questions. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: All right, thanks so much.
1: It's been a pleasure, sir. I'm going to go grab your book.